What is going on, everyone? It is Connor, the co-host with the most, back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And on today's episode, uh, the NFL season is right around the corner, and me and Eric and Zach are going to be making our official NFL season predictions for the conference championship, Super Bowl, and all the major awards. Um, we're almost done with the NFL previews that we've been coming out with. We just have one more left that Zach's going to be coming out with uh, on Wednesday. Um, so this is our official predictions. Should be a lot of fun. Let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's up, everyone? Zach here. And this is the uh, the podcast slash YouTube episode you will need to be listening to in February to um, just be amazed at how accurate my predictions are <laughs> on September 4th, 2022. <laughs> well, you wow. know, hopefully hopefully they don't end up uh, like your predictions last year with the Browns going to the Super Bowl and everything. Dang, we have a call out. <laughs> <laughs> and what's going on, guys? It's Eric, the ranting co-host here. Uh, glad to be back and... Zach is right that this is the episode you need to see just because, I mean, we've got all kinds of NFL predictions in here. I mean, everything you need to know for the NFL season is going to be in this episode. So, uh, you know, be ready and I hope you guys enjoy the content. Yeah. And well, with that being said, I know I just roasted Zach's pick from last year, but I can also roast myself because the year before I or it wasn't the year before, but the year before, like the first time we did this, I picked the Atlanta Falcons to go to the Super Bowl. So I also have had some bad picks in the past. <laughs> um, it's going to happen, man. Everybody <laughs> does it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we are going to go around the shield here. We're going to take a you know nice little venture from Google Slides to Google Sheets. Um, if my computer wants to do that. And so if you're looking on YouTube here, uh, we're not going to go over this at all, but we do have our official division predictions on the screen as well. Um, the teams that you see in purple are the teams that we have making the wild card, um, because obviously, you know, division winners are going to be the one through the four seeds. But each of us do have three teams that are in purple here um, that are going to be the three wild card teams. So since you're, if you're watching on YouTube, you can take a look at that. If not, Sorry, uh, we're not going over that. But <laughs> um, so the first thing we're going to get to here is going to be the AFC championship game. And one common theme we all have here that this is a pretty common prediction across all of the NFL right now. The team that has been at the top of the power rankings and pretty much every power rankings I've seen consensus Super Bowl favorite, the Buffalo Bills. We all have them making it to and winning the AFC championship game. Um so we're not going to talk about them right now just because we all have them winning and we all have them making it. Um, but what we are going to touch on, we all three of us do have different teams other than the Bills making to the AFC title game. So, Zach, uh, tell us a little bit about your team and what gives them the edge over the rest of the stacked AFC teams. Yeah, this is very tough to predict in the AFC. There's so many. There's really, in my opinion, no wrong answer for like six or seven teams here, but um, I'm going with a team that everybody this offseason is hating on and thinking is going to do terrible. And I just remember two or three years ago when everyone was saying the same thing about this team. And they went on to upset the Baltimore Ravens in the first round of the playoffs after Baltimore had the league's best record. So that would be the Tennessee Titans as much as it pains me as a loyal Jags fan to, you know, pick the Titans to go to the AFC championship here. I just think... This team is is obviously very motivated from how they went out of the playoffs last year. I think Tannehill 
this offseason has really lit a fire under his butt with drafting Malik Willis and all the negative talk surrounding him as a quarterback when two years ago he had a pretty good season. Um, and obviously he had a he had a decent year last year, that was a terrible playoff game. I think he's going to bounce back from that and have a pretty good season. Derrick Henry, um, I believe, will be healthy. I listened to a doctor talk about his injury today, and she pretty much said that she expects him to have you know, be full force next season. It's not like this is going to slow his, his injury is not going to slow him down or anything like that. So I think Derrick Henry is going to, you know, be the focal point of the offense. And then last year, I mean, this team was number one seed, despite I think having over a hundred players or something like that on their active roster. I mean, they had so many injuries. It was just ridiculous um, how many injuries this team had last year and still got the top seed in the AFC I think playing in the AFC South is going to give them a bunch of free wins and it's going to boost them to get some home field games in the playoffs. Ultimately, though, I you know do have them falling short to the Bills, but um, I just think everybody, you know, picking against the Titans. I've seen it before. I've seen the Titans beat those expectations and, you know, it's a gritty physical team. I think Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in this conference. I yeah, they lost some pieces. They gained some pieces as well, though. I I just think, you know, the Titans scare me a lot. That's that's why I've got them in the AFC Championship. So, Zach, will you be taking Ryan Tannehill in fantasy football? That's a different question. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't advise drafting him in your standard 8 to 10 person league. Um, yeah, it's before, before team better. team, you know, you're good to go. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, Zach's got the Titans there. Eric, take us through your team that is going to fall to the Bills in the AFC title game. Yeah, I obviously hope Zach is wrong with his prediction. And I'm I hope not, that you're wrong with your prediction. Yeah, I know you will be. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm not worried about the Titans like Zach is. So I did not have the Titans getting here. Um, I actually don't even have the Titans making the playoffs, but that's one of the makes the AFC <laughs> so interesting with just how loaded it is. There's so many teams that could get in or so many teams that couldn't get in. There's so many good teams. So um, anyway, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, you know, making it back here. I, I Yeah, sorry, Connor. But uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people tend to avoid picking teams to get this far that you know, lost in the Super Bowl the previous year. They always say like, oh, there's the, you know, the Super Bowl hangover and teams that lose in the Super Bowl never get back to where they were and stuff like that. But for me, a lot of a lot of times when that happens, it's a lot of times it's teams that are, you know, older or teams that end up losing a lot of their key pieces to free agency the next year. And then it's almost like they have to start over kind of, but um, that's not the case with the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, this is a team that's still a really young team overall. They're still a very hungry team overall. You you know they want to get back to where they were. There, There's no way they're content after, especially if literally if Joe Burrow had had a half second longer to get that fourth down pass off, the Bengals could have very well ended up winning the Super Bowl last year. That's how close they were. 
Uh, and, you know, like I said, sometimes when these teams lose in the Super Bowl, they get worse from losing pieces. The Bengals, with them being so young and having a lot of rookie contracts, you know, had money in the salary cap to play with. And, you know, and I, I think the Bengals actually got better. So uh, I think they've got a very good chance to get back here. You know, like the other guys, though, I, I do think it's the Bills' time to get to the Super Bowl. And I so I don't think the Bengals are going to win here. But I, I like their I like their chances of at least making it back to the conference championship game. For sure, man. Yeah, I can't like Zach and Eric both alluded to. It's hard to go wrong with any of these ASC teams. I mean, it really is a crapshoot, honestly. I mean, you know, most people are picking the Bills, like I said, but the the other teams seem to be a real crapshoot as to who they're going to face. Um, you know, it could be Kansas City. It could be Cincy. It could be Baltimore. It could be Miami. It could be, you know, the Colts. Who knows? Um, but I'm going to go ahead and go with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, for me, I just think that this team, like, I believe that Justin Herbert is ready to take that next step. You know, I do think he's going to be contending for the MVP award. I don't think he's going to win it. We'll get to that in a minute. But I don't think he's going to win it. But I think he'll be really in the contention for it. Austin Eckler is one of the best dual threat running backs in the league. Like, And I feel, you know, people who don't play fantasy football don't really give him the credit that I think he really deserves. Like people who play fantasy football know how good he is and how much of a PPR machine he is. But if you don't play fantasy football, a lot of people don't give Austin Eckler the credit that he deserves. And he's really fantastic. And the chargers for me, you know, when you talk about getting better and everything, they went out and addressed like the two biggest problems on their team in free agency. And that was, you know, getting more pass rush because Bo- Joey Bosa has a bit of an injury history and their secondary. And they did that by they tr- going out and trading for Khalil Mack So now you've got that deadly combo. If they're both healthy, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, like opposing quarterbacks are going to have nightmares thinking about that. And then they went out and upgraded the secondary by going and signing JC Jackson, who the Patriots bafflingly, bafflingly let go in the off season. So I think they addressed their biggest weaknesses. You know, they drafted some more offensive line help to help shore up the offensive line, which was another, you know, it's a, part of their team that was improving, but was still needed a little bit more help to me. They just have the complete package and they're young and they're hungry. And, you know, they've barely missed out on the playoffs last year. Like they could, they were a tie away from making the playoffs. And, you know, I just know they're excited to try and get back. So I do think that they are going to fall to the bills. You know, the bills have a couple more years of playoff experience under their belt. And this would be, you know, Herbert's first deep playoff run, but I like the young talent that they have, and I think the Chargers are definitely um, kind of like them. The Bengals and the Bills are my, in my mind are like the three teams in the AFC that are like most set up for success in the future, um, for sure. But moving on to the NFC Championship game, uh, there's a little bit, uh, a little bit slightly more consensus on the teams that are going to make it here. A little bit difference on the results. Um, Zach, give us your prediction on the NFC title game and why you think. Uh, your team is going to make it. All right. So I've got a rematch from two years ago in the NFC championship. I've got the Packers and Bucks playing and I've got the Bucks winning it. I just think this particular matchup, especially favors Tampa. Um, if Tampa ends up playing, let's say a new Orleans or a Rams team, I think the edge would go to them, but uh, Green Bay, you know, Dallas, those sort of teams. Tampa, I think, really has the edge on them. 
so it's sort of a matchup based thing. Green Bay is going to have a good record. They're going to win their division. Um, I think they'll make it to the NFC Championship game like they usually tend to do. But, you know, when it comes down to that, you always want to have the guy with more postseason success being Brady on your team. And, you know, the Bucks, they've loaded up at wide receiver. They've replaced, you know, Antonio Brown. Godwin's coming back. If Godwin and Evans can stay healthy, that's a great duo. Tight end, they're definitely going to miss Gronk a little bit, I think. But, you know, they do have some tight ends on their team. Um, the defense, I think, is going to be better than it was last year. There were times the, that last year um, the defense wasn't like they were the Super Bowl year. And ultimately, that's, you know, what cost them in the playoffs. So I expect the defense to be better. Um expect a similar sort of style from the Buccaneers two years ago uh, as this year. I think they're going to kind of get back to that. Um, Todd Bowles now in charge as well. That's a, that's a change. Um, It just seems like Arians was a little bit of a dividing force between him and Brady. You know, they weren't exactly on the same page, but you know, Bowles seems to be able to bring everybody together in a better way. So um (laughs) <laughs> I yeah Tampa they're and to me they're the most talented team in the NFC by by a decent margin uh, from top to bottom on that team it's still largely the same as it was two years ago yeah the NFC is definitely uh not changed a whole lot when it comes to the top teams within there but Eric you have the Buccaneers also making the NFC title game but you've got them losing uh so tell us about who they're going to lose to in the NFC title game yeah, I guess, first of all, I'm just going to say real quick, because you both have the Packers getting here, and I don't. Normally, I'm the biggest Packers believer out of all of us, but I see... Man, what is it with Zach and I actually being the, kind to Caleb right now? The, yeah, <laughs> Caleb normally probably likes me the best with my Packer optimism, but uh, he's going to be switching over to you guys now, probably, so sorry, Caleb, but... Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got the Buccaneers losing to the Rams, I just think the Rams are way too good um you know they, they lost Vaughn Miller but other than that I think their team is still pretty much the same I like the I like the addition of Allen Robinson uh I know there's been concerns about Stafford but from what I'm seeing like he's ready to go and his lingering injury isn't a problem like he he says he's fine he's ready to get in there I just I just think this Rams team is just way too good i mean you had the emergence of cooper cup last year he, i mean he's insane he's almost impossible to stop there's just so i don't know there's just so much talent on this team i know it's hard for teams to you know that win the super bowl to get back and repeat and everything but i just the rams have the talent to get it done and i think they will yeah so i'll keep my prediction a little bit short since Eric mentioned stuff about the Rams. I also have the Rams winning the NFC title game over the Packers. Like Eric mentioned that I picked the Packers there. Um, For me, the only thing that would worry me about the Rams in terms of, um, you know, because in my mind, I think they have the most talented roster. Like Tampa is definitely a close second, but I think it might end up in a situation where the Rams and Tampa meet each other before the title game again. And that's why the Packers end up making it instead. Um, But you know, I would worry a little bit about like 
how hungry is this Rams team given that, you know, they had a lot of veterans last year that of course, like really wanted to win the Super Bowl, And now they've got that ring. And like, where's the hunger level now? Like, are they going to be hungry enough and wanted enough to get back again? And I don't know if I can speak for Stafford on this, but in my mind, I'm not worried about that for Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald was like really mulling retirement. And if he didn't want another title, if he didn't want, you know, that glory again, he wouldn't have re-signed and come back because, I mean, if he retired today, he would still be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about that. So I definitely think Aaron Donald still wants it for sure. I know Bobby Wagner really wants it because he, you know, he thought that he was going to get it back to back with the Seahawks. And then the, you know, interception on the one yard line happened. I'm sure Allen Robinson is really, you know, he's kind of like how, um, you know, like Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford were last year, you know, that player that's kind of spent their whole career on bad teams. And then now they finally get a chance on a good team to go and chase a ring. Um, so I think the hunger level is still strong. And I, I do think the Rams are the most talented, but moving on to the Super Bowl here, um so for me this is a little bit i kind of didn't want to do this because if any of y'all are clutch crew sports fans and you watch our videos all the time you might notice that this is the same prediction i had as last year when i made the super my super bowl pick that it was going to be the bills and the rams and the bills were going to win and i have duplicated that pick again this year and i did everything in my mind to try and not do that but I just, you know, I think they're the two best teams. The Bills, you know, talk about hunger. The Bills as a franchise, like, just need a Super Bowl. Um, you know, their their need for a Super Bowl is unlike any other team in my mind. Like, I know the Browns and the Lions and, like, you know, they've never been to a Super Bowl. But the Bills, the fact that they went to four straight Super Bowls and lost all four of them and, you know, still to this day don't have a Super Bowl. I think Josh Allen is, you know, he's the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Um, You know, I think they're going to be able to fix those running game problems that they have with uh, when they drafted James Cook. They should have an improved run game. And I just think, you know, the Rams, in my mind, I think that this Bills team is a better all around team than the Bengals team they played last year. Like that Bengals team had a great offense. And, you know, that really tested the Rams defense and the bills are kind of similar in that respect where like, it's going to be another great offense that they have to go against. But the thing that separates the bills from the Bengals in my mind is definitely the defensive side of the ball. The Bengals defense was underrated last year. They did better than a lot of people thought, but this bills defense is, you know, they were the number one defense in the league last year. They pretty much have the potential to be the number one defense again, this year, you know, with bringing in Von Miller, I know Tredavious White's going to be missing the first few games of the season, but once he comes back and is healthy, their secondary will be deadly again. And I just think the Bills are the best team in the league. Like, I'm hoping and praying for my dad that he can finally get that Bills Super Bowl win. I know he's told me that even if the Bills go to the playoffs, he's going to have to take a or go to the Super Bowl. He's going to have to take a week off of work no matter what, because one way or another that he's going to get drunk. He's going to get drunk if they win because he's so happy, or he's going to get drunk if they lose because it's going to be more sadness and despair. So, um, but Zach, you also went with the bills here. So tell me about your Super Bowl pick here. Yeah. So I've got a bills bucks Super Bowl with the bills on top. Um, it's very, you know, I said the, my intro, you know, listen to this in February, but, um, 
Connor gave all the good reasons on why the Bills are the best team. I, I think going into the season, they definitely are some things I'm a little bit worried about because I have a friend who's a Bills fan and gives me the, you know, some information on inside them. scoop, <laughs> inside scoop. Yeah, um, he he's pretty optimistic, obviously, like all fans are. But he's told me that the things that could hold him back are injuries because the last year they had really good injury luck. Apparently I, you know, I don't claim I'm not going to verify that or anything, but the coming from him, they had good injury. And then also with the defense too, it, it did kind of seem like they just ate the bottom teams alive. Like they would, you know, shut out the Texans and stuff like that. But then like against Kansas city in the playoffs when they played the really good teams, their defense wasn't elite like it was um, against those bad teams. So those are the few concerns I have for the bills, but definitely there's not really a weakness. I mean, bringing in Kair Elam, the, my friend's got a lot of optimism for him at the corner position. Um, So I, you know, just, they didn't really lose anybody other than Cole Beasley so I, I think the Bills are definitely primed. It does feel like it's their year. You know, obviously they got to, you know, have injury luck like all teams do. But um, against Tampa in the Super Bowl, I just think the matchup there favors the Bills. They're a bit younger of a team. I think by this point, you know, in the playoffs, Tampa, they've gone on a little bit longer runs than the Bills have. So they're going to be more worn down, I think. You know, obviously just being an older team, they're going to be more worn down by this point in the Super Bowl. Um, and then also, too, you know, it it just feels like if it's not the Chiefs, the Bills definitely, you know, can win all these <laughs> playoff games. So um, they just have to avoid Arrowhead too, going to Arrowhead. Yeah, you know, the, the Bills need to find a way to get that number one seed uh, this year, which I definitely think they have a chance. But, you know, I know uh, anything can happen. But Eric, um you know, you've got the same Super Bowl matchup as me, but a different result. So tell me why I gave the reasons why the Bills were going to beat the Rams, but tell us why the Rams are going to beat the Bills. Yeah, as as good as the Bills are, I just I think the Rams are just still gonna they're gonna get back there and they're gonna get it done. They're gonna become they're gonna get the two they're gonna be the two P back to back champions. I mean Aaron Donald is still a force of nature on that defense. And I, and when you talk about hunger, like I'm not, I'm not going to disagree that the bills are hungrier than the Rams, obviously. Like I'm definitely not going to disagree with that, but, but, you know, Matthew Stafford came over from Detroit, was on that garbage team for so many years. And yes, he came in and gets the Super Bowl his first year, but after being on that bad team for so long, like, I think he still wants to prove that he can get it done again, like prove it wasn't a fluke. And I don't know, man, I just, I'm not, I'm still have concerns on the bills. I'm not as big of a believer in their run game as, as Connor is. And I still have, you know, some concerns on their offensive line. I think the, the defensive line, uh, on the Rams is going to, if this matchup happens is going to eat the Buffalo offense alive and is going to stuff the run game, which is going to force the bills to go one dimensional. Um, and obviously Josh Allen's a great passer and can make it work, but I don't know. I'm just, like I said earlier, I mean, I'm just a 
I'm just a big believer in this Rams team. I I think they match up very well against the Bills team. And you know, like that weakness that Zach talked about with you know the Bills defense against the better teams. I mean, the Rams have they're gonna have a healthy Cam Akers now. You know, they're gonna have Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson out there. Like good luck stopping that. I mean, it's just I just think the Rams are just a little bit better. I want to say it's the Bills' time to get the Super Bowl. Like, I just don't think it's quite Josh Allen's moment yet. I think the – and I guess another quick argument, too. Like, yeah, I get what Zach was talking about with, like, if the Bucks get there with them being a veteran team, maybe being worn down. But even though the Bills are a younger team, if they don't get that number one seed, I can see the argument that they're going to be the ones that are more worn down because when you look at the conferences – you know, the pass that these teams will have to get to the Super Bowl. If the Bills don't get that number one seed, they're going to have a much tougher time getting to the Super Bowl than the Rams are. And that that benefits the Rams as well. So, I don't know, man. It's going to be a crazy season. I'm looking forward to it, but I've, I've <laughs> well, got the Rams. <laughs> well, I will say, I'm going to clap back at your uh, argument a little bit there. I will say, I think your argument about good luck stopping Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. Well, the Bills have Tredavious White, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and this rookie, Kyer Elam. If that, then that is like the best secondary in the league. I mean, three of the four of those guys are first-team All-Pro. So I don't think that'll be the reason maybe, why maybe, they but, lose. I, maybe, I, would, but. I, I would say if there's a weakness on this Bills defense, it's the run defense, not the pass defense. The run no, defense, not, to not, me, is I'm their weakness. The Bills, I'm not saying the Bills secondary is their weakness. I'm just saying... <laughs> Good luck st- stopping Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's just more so what I'm. That's just more so what I'm saying. But um, I don't know. So, so Tre'Davious White did come off this big injury. Their safeties are, you know, starting to age. Are they going to be as good? You know, I don't know, man. I mean, trust uh, me. If the, if the Bills and Rams get in the Super Bowl, I'll be rooting for the Bills. If I'm, being <laughs> I just don't. It's just. Not what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I I'll I'll say this. I'm here for this uh, Connor Eric debate. I feel like I'm usually in the in the thick of it. So now I'm yeah, sitting Connor, back. Just Connor watching. and I usually agree more than we disagree. <laughs> yeah, I, this, this is uh, entertainment right here. More so, off, more so often than not. But well, hey, you know, uh, it, we'll just have to see. You know, maybe it all. De- I think it also depends on with the Rams what goes on with uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know. He got cooked in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. And... Well, speaking of motivation, you don't think he's motivated to turn around after that awful Super Bowl performance <laughs> he got last year? Like, literally, the Rams almost lost the Super Bowl last year because of him. And oh, I know. Yeah, everybody's always talked about how like amazing of a corner he is, and he usually is. But he just he had a bad performance in that Super Bowl. But if you don't think he wants to get that monkey off his back, if they get in the Super Bowl, like I'm he's sure going he... li- to want to line up across from Stefan Diggs every play and try to shut him down. Not saying he will completely shut him down, but but yeah. I, that's what he's going to want to do. Like he he's going to be motivated more than ever to make sure something like that doesn't happen again. Oh, I'm sure because I know you mentioned in your uh, thing with Cincinnati how like you know if Burrow had half a second longer they could have won and that was because of Jalen Ramsey yeah he was flat he was Ramsey on that yeah (laughs) Ramsey was fat flat on his face 
and Chase was wide open, but unfortunately for Joe Burrow, he forgot about number 99 coming in there. Yeah. Um, but moving yeah, but on. Apparently, from... apparently, uh, apparently there's some guy on the Rams number 99. Apparently he causes problems for people. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, don't, don't say that, Eric. It's too soon. <laughs> too soon to say that. Does, any, does anybody know who number 99 is on the Rams? I've, I've heard he's really good or something. <laughs> uh, but uh, moving on here. Old Urban. Uh, some, something like. Aaron McDonald or something like that. Uh, is that his name? <laughs> um, but uh, moving on here. So that's going to be our uh, title games and our Super Bowl picks. Moving on to the individual awards here. Um, I'll keep it brief with Eric and I's MVP picks here. We both have Josh Allen being the MVP. Um, you know, he's, and I, I said this earlier that he's, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league. You know, he's a, he's a dual threat quarterback. He can throw, he can run. He's, can fit throws into just insane windows. He's got the most insane throwing arm. Like, you know, there's all these throws that, you know, there's probably only him and Mahomes that they're the only ones that can make these kinds of throws. And I just think, you know, another year in his development, it's like he's coming into his prime now and, you know, he's kind of been in the conversation the past couple of years, but, you know, this is the year in my mind that he steps out of that shadow and, um, wins the MVP, but Zach, you have a guy that I mentioned could be in the race for the MVP. Uh, so tell us about him and why he's going to win the MVP. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of man, one man, Justin Herbert. This should make, uh, Aaron swarm very happy if he's listening to this, but, uh, Herbert, you know, I think from a statistical standpoint, which is what the MVP is for, this isn't, you know, at the end of the playoffs or anything like that, but, um, I think Herbert's going to have a great regular season. I don't know if he wins it this year. Obviously, that's my prediction. So I'm, you know, expecting him to be in the running and win it. But I would say between like the next three seasons, Herbert's definitely going to win an MVP. I'd be, I'd be more surprised if he doesn't win an MVP these next three years. I mean, he just got great. Uh, chemistry with their offense system they have all these weapons the defense is going to be good they're gonna the defense will force teams to three and out more give the offense the ball back so he has more opportunities to score um i just think herbert's gonna he you know talking about hungriness motivation all that stuff he's seen what his draft classmate joe burrow did last year and go to the super bowl he's gonna want to you know, make that argument. Hey, I'm look at me too, you know? So, you know, there's the Mahomes and Josh Allen rivalry, and there's also the Burrow Herbert rivalry. So (laughs) I think Herbert's gonna, you know, make a case for himself this year. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely could see that happening as well. I will say it's also, you know, even if you're not as confident about it, it still can't be a worse pick than Nate picking Baker Mayfield to be the MVP last year. Uh, oh, sorry about that, Nate. Had to roast you on that one. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang. Roasting the guy that can't even be here to defend himself. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, But moving on here, so we're going to group these two uh, groups together just because we all have different picks for them. So the Defensive Player of the Year and the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Definitely a lot of candidates for these uh, positions. Uh, defensive Player of the Year for me, I, you know, got to stick with my boy TJ Watt going to repeat as defensive player of the year. I know a lot of people had worries about him last year, you know, with the Steelers losing Bud Dupree and, you know, that he might draw more 
more blocks and everything and that, you know, he might not be as good. And, you know, he only came back and tied the single season sack record, only playing in basically like 14 and a half games. I know officially it says he played 15 games, but two of those games he missed like, you know, a couple quarters and stuff in them too. So I'm calling it more like 14 and a half. Um, So just an unbelievable performance for him. And, you know, he's just coming into his prime as well. Like there's no slowing him down. I fully expect him to challenge that single season sack record again. And if he's healthy for a full 17 games, then I wouldn't be surprised at all if that record falls. Um, Also EA sports Madden. I don't know how you couldn't rate this man a 99. That's total and utter uh, BS, but (laughs) you know, Madden ratings aside, I got TJ Watt winning it again. Um, I know it's tough for people to win back-to-back awards most of the time in the NFL, but you know, Aaron Donald and JJ Watt in the past have both won back-to-back defensive player of the year awards. So it's not something, at least for this award, that's entirely uncommon. Um, but then for offensive rookie of the year, this one I had a really tough time with because, you know, I'm sure a lot of us did just given the fact that there's no real standout quarterbacks, which is what you would usually go for in this situation. Like how, I know two years ago we were all consensus on Joe Burrow, and then last year we were all consensus on Trevor Lawrence. Both of those ended up being wrong, unfortunately. Um, But (laughs) this year I'm going to go with Brees Hall just because none of the wide receivers in my mind really inspire a whole lot of confidence in me. Like Drake London is the only one that's going to be more of like possibly could end up being a wide receiver one, even though Kyle Pitts is going to be the first target in Atlanta. Um, Garrett Wilson, you know, I just don't trust the quarterback situation in New York with Zach Wilson throwing to him. Olave is going to get overshadowed by Kamara and Michael Thomas in my mind. Um, so for me, I have to go with a running back and I did potentially think about picking James Cook or Kenneth Walker, but I'm going to go with Brees Hall just because for me in New York, he's like going to be. New York, for some reason, doesn't want to use Michael Carter, and I don't know why they don't want to use Michael Carter, but, you know, in my mind, I think he's going to come out and be the number one running back, whereas Cook and uh, Walker are going to be seeding other number one running backs. So I think Hall's going to get the majority of the carries. The Jets are going to be able to lean on the run game this year. I know that, you know, their offensive line is getting better. It's not the best in the world, but it is getting better. And I just think the volume that he has in terms of stat wise, <clears throat> he's going to be really important to this jets team. So I'm tentatively going with Brees hall, but this was definitely out of these four uh, categories here. This was definitely the hardest one for me to pick. Um, but Eric, go ahead with your picks for those two awards. Yeah. Well, going with the, for the defensive player of the year, going for the one that Madden did give a 99 overall to, and that Madden, you suck. Miles Garrett. <laughs> I just had to say that cause I knew it would trigger Connor <laughs> <laughs> and with it being a Browns player as well. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Miles Garrett's just, he's been a great player and, uh, you know, I was definitely worried about his career trajectory after the whole, like, hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with the helmet thing, but you know, he's done well ever since he came back from his suspension. And um, I don't know, he you know, had a chance to get it last year. I think he's you know going to be hungry to try to take that next step and, um, you know, do, you know, even better to get that award. And, you know, and like Connor said as well, it is hard to win awards like this back to back. So, 
if it comes down to the end of the year and if Garrett and Watt have pretty similar stats, I could see them being like, well, we gave it to Watt last year. We gave it to Miles Garrett this year. But there's definitely a lot of options, and it's hard to pick. So I, at the same time, I won't be surprised if I'm wrong here. Um, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, Connor kind of brought up my point for me because I took Drake London. Um Really, out of all the wide receivers and running backs, I think he has the best chance to, you know, be like a you know true number one player at the position for the team. Um, from what I'm hearing with the Jets, they're planning to split carries between Brees Hall and Michael Carter, uh, and then with James Cook and Devin Singletary, like uh, both of those running backs, and with Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny, like all of them. From what I'm seeing, it's really looking like they're going to be like. RB by committee. So I just don't know if any of them are going to stick out. And then like with a lot of these other wide receivers, um, most of them have like other receivers on the team that are more clear cut. Number one guys or like like Jamison Williams is starting the season injured and just, there's just a lot going on there. So I, I'm going to give it to Drake London. My sleeper pick would be Kenny Pickett. If he, is yes. able to start if he's able to start <laughs> early enough. I just don't know how long this. I didn't pick him because I just don't know how long. Yeah, I figured Connor would like that one better, by the way. But I, <laughs> I just don't know how long the Steelers are going to wait to play him. Um, but if he starts early enough, like if Trubisky either like gets injured or just sucks really bad the first couple games, and if Pickett gets in by week three or four, then. I could see him getting it if he plays well enough, but I just don't know how long it's going to be before he plays. So uh, give me Drake London as offensive (laughs) rookie of the year. (laughs) All right, Zach, your turn. All right. So I'll I'll try and keep this quick. Um, Usually I'm a big fan of Miles Garrett. He's obviously a tempting option, but it hasn't worked out for me the past years I've picked him. So I'm going a different route. (laughs) Um, TJ Watts said, very he's definitely the front runner i would assume but either him like, or aaron or aaron donald I'm yeah sure aaron donald's probably actually the front runner but yeah um i don't know i he's gonna have a very good waddle have a very good season but burns i think is the guy definitely if you're placing bets on this sort of stuff i think you can get really good value with i think he's gonna have a very good season he's had good years before but I think this is kind of his breakout, get to that, you know, top five defensive players in the league status, you know, where Garrett and TJ Watt are already at. So I think it's really a projecting thing for Brian Burns is my pick there. Um, I'm just projecting him to have a really good year. And then for offensive rookie of the year, I picked uh, James Cook. I think he's one of the most dynamic backs in this uh, class, you know, I like him a little bit better than Brees Hall on the, especially with the team situation, um, <laughs> being on the Bills versus the Jets there. And I think with Brian Dayball leaving to head coach the Giants, I think their new offensive coordinator, I think his name's Ken Dorsey. I, he's gonna, I believe, you know, this is also why I didn't pick Allen to win MVP. I think the Bills are gonna go more run than they have in the past. So that's going to benefit Cook. I think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. He'll be a threat also in the passing game as well. And I, people try and make excuses for Devin Singletary, but I, I'm i just 
not sold on him. I think Cook's going to, after a few weeks, easily show that he's the better of the running backs and get the the dominant uh, time on the field. So that's my reasoning on Burns and Cook. Yeah, for sure. Definitely these are going to be the two awards that will be most interesting to watch for terms of you don't really know who's going to win it. Um, another guy right before we get to the last one that I think deserves a mention for defensive player of the year that none of us mentioned is Micah Parsons. I definitely think he's going to be in the race for it too. So um, that'll be a fun one to watch. But the last category we have here is defensive rookie of the year. Um, this was a lot easier for me. I'll keep mine short because I'm sure this is, this is what a lot of people are picking. Aiden Hutchinson, you know, a lot of people were surprised that the Jags passed on him. He was pretty much the consensus, like best player in the draft. Um, the Lions picked him up. I think the Lions are going to be better, and I think he's going to be a big reason why. You know, I'm, I'm expecting him to have like a similar year to like what Chase Young had in his uh, rookie of the year season, you know, knocking on the door of double digit sacks, possibly like 10 and a half, 11 and a half sacks. And, you know, just taking a really good first step, you know, edge rushers, they tend to do better than a lot of other defensive players in their first year. You know, we like you. you you usually end up seeing, you know, kind of interior linebackers and defensive backs struggling in their first couple of years in the league. Um, but these like big, strong edge rushers tend to do well right out the gate. So I'm expecting good things for Aiden Hutchinson. But uh, why don't Zach, I'm going to let Zach and Eric close out the show here with a little bit of talk about uh, their defensive rookie of the year pick. Eric, you want to go first on this? Yeah, that's fine. Um no surprise, surprise, surprise to no one. Zach and I have Trayvon Walker uh, as the defensive rookie of the year. I mean, I will admit when the Jaguars were on the clock, I wanted Aiden Hutchinson, and I think Zach did as well. But I tried not to get too hyped about preseason. I know, like Connor talked about that with some Steelers players in his uh, Steelers preview video. Go watch that, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> Trayvon Walker did have a great preseason. Um, it seemed like every play he was either like getting pressure on the quarterback or getting involved in stopping the run or drawing holding penalties. I mean, th- this guy was like just all over the place. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get too hyped on the preseason, but I am starting to think maybe I was wrong on this pick uh about Trayvon Walker and I'm definitely more excited for him now than I was when we drafted him I expect big things out of him and I I think one thing that's going to help him versus Aiden Hutchinson is that you know Trayvon Walker is going to have Josh Allen on the other side of him he's who's also just a dynamic edge rusher and that is really helpful because like if you look at Josh Allen rookie year when he had uh, you know guys like Calais Campbell and Yannick Ngakwe on the other end he wasn't getting double teamed and that freed him up and he had an amazing rookie season and I, I think Trayvon Walker is going to have a similar you know type of deal here where Josh Allen's going to get a lot more of the attention uh, he's going to draw a lot more double teams and that's going to free Trayvon Walker to be one-on-one um and give him a lot of opportunities to get a lot of sacks. Whereas Aiden Hutchinson, well, I think he's going to be good as well. He just, he doesn't have as dynamic of a threat on the other end as Trayvon Walker will have with Josh Allen. So um, those are my reasons. Uh, Zach, what else do you have to add for Trayvon Walker here? Besides the fact that he's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I like 
literally everything Eric said, I would have said as far as how the draft happened. I was in the same boat. Um, but now, you know, I'm definitely happy with the pick. And honestly, I would rather have him than Hutchinson just because I think Hutchinson seems like he's already developed, sort of hit the ceiling as far as what he can do, which is not a bad thing. He's still going to be a great player. But Walker, I think, has the potential um, to really, you know, take it up a notch and even be better than he is right now. So with him already, he's a fast learner. It seems like he's learning this position that he really didn't play in college. He was kind of all over the place in college. He's showed in the preseason. Granted, you know, like Eric said, don't get too hyped about the preseason. But from what he's shown, it's been pretty great. So I think, you know, from a statistical standpoint, he's going to be a similar um, sack numbers and stuff to Hutchinson. But also um, the edge, I think, is going to go to his ability to stop the run and do those other things, drop out in coverage, too. He's done a few times and done pretty well. So um, I like you said, and then Josh Allen's just the cherry on the top. You know, I think it's going to be hard for defenses to stop both of them. I think eventually it's going to be people are going to look at Walker in the same way they look look at Allen. But initially, I think Walker is definitely going to benefit a lot from that. So definitely a homer pick for sure. But um, (laughs) I had Hutchinson originally as my prediction, but I've changed it since the preseason. Yeah, definitely be interesting to watch him because, you know, I know to a lot of people going into the draft, he wasn't even the second best edge rusher. A lot of people had Thibodeau as the second best edge rusher going into the draft. So um, I'm sure he definitely is going to have a chip on his shoulder too, and have a lot to prove. That's a lot of people were saying that the Jags made a mistake taking him number one. So um, definitely going to be interesting to see, but thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, no, this was a little bit of a longer episode, but you know, wanted to get through all of our predictions. This is important. Like Zach said, you want to come back here on, uh, on February during the Super Bowl and, you know, won't look back at this and be like, wow, those guys at Clutch Crew Sports are smart. They made some great picks. <laughs> um, just, so hopefully, what a, bu- what a bunch of geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, hopefully you guys like that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our series on the NFL previews. Like I said, we have one more left coming out uh, on Wednesday. That will be Zach doing the Cleveland Browns. Um, so if you miss any of those, make sure you go back and check them out. Make sure you leave us uh, your comments down below as to whether you agree with our picks, disagree with our picks to any of y'all you know, think that somehow the, you know, uh, Houston Texans are going to go to the Super Bowl or something like that, you know, or that, uh, you know, Tom Brady is going to win the MVP and we're not mentioning him. Let us know down in the comments. And until then, we will see you guys next time. Bye. Be clutch. Hey.